Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. How old is Buddy? I'm sorry? This is the plaintiff, Eva Alleman. She says the defendant's dog killed her dog one day when he got out from his electrified fence and the defendant promised he'd pay the costs of the cremation and also pay for a new dog. A week later, the louse changed his mind, reneging on their deal, and she's not going to take the law into her own hands. She's taking him to court to get the $1,000 she's most definitely owed. This is the defendant, Nicholas Satriano. He says the plaintiff's dog was running loose on the day in question and came over to his house and started harassing his dog. Unfortunately, his dog reacted in a protective manner and a fight ensued. It's very unfortunate the plaintiff's dog was killed, but a Yorkie versus a pit bull usually doesn't work out well for the Yorkie. He's accused of going back on his word. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. Be seated, come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You okay, Ms. Aleman, you are suing Mr. Satriano for $1,000. The cost for you to replace a Yorkie that you say was killed at the hands of his dog and cremation costs. Tell me what happened. Um, I wasn't there when this happened. At the time, um, it was in my husband's um, house because we got divorced and we cheered times together. Um, you what? We share the dogs together, times, days. You share custody of the dogs? Yes. Okay. Kind of, no, it's not custody because it's not by money, but. <laughs> but well, it could be custody by time also. Custody yes, isn't by just time. money, yes, go yes. ahead. And at the time they were within. How, um, how often do you switch the dogs? Um, whenever I want to take them, I go get them. Hey, I'm gonna pick them up or whatever. So. How's that been working out? Pretty good. How long have you been doing it? Uh, since we got divorced. Um, I can't remember when that is. How, how long, long was that? Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, two years and a wow. half. Oh, well, okay. two years. Well. So the dogs are with your ex, and yeah. where's your ex right now? He works for the IRS, and he's the, he, he didn't want to come to court? He couldn't come. 
So, well, you could have set this on a day it could come. So, but yes, he's not the one come. who filed the lawsuit. It's you, right? Yeah. All right. So, dogs are with him, and what he happened? He knows I'm going to fight. I'm going to okay. fight for it. Okay. So, the dogs were with him, and what happened? Um, it's three dogs? Well, there was three dogs. The toy poodle died in September, so ended up with two. The jerky and the chorky. Chihuahua and jerky. And those two... That's called a chorky? Chorky. See, si, chihuahua and jerky. Okay. Jerky. And, uh, and uh, at the time, they were with him. So, okay, so it's just the two dogs were there? Yes, ma'am. What happened? Uh, my neighbor called me first to tell me the news. And... When she started trying to explain the news, my ex-husband called me on the other line. So I hang up this one, I pick up this one because he doesn't call me for nothing unless it's an emergency. So he called me from the bed telling me that Buddy died. I lost it. Aww. I cry. Um, Buddy is which one, the Yorkie? And how old was, was Buddy? I'm so sorry. How old was Buddy? I'm sorry? Want to give you some water, please? Thank you. How old was Buddy? Eight. Eight. All right. And does, did somebody see what happened? That you said a neighbor had called? Is this a neighbor of where your husband's living? Yeah, the house we shared together. My okay, husband kept it. Stayed there. Okay. Yes. So your former neighbor calls to tell you what? Take a second. My neighbor windows is next to where that Buddy was stacked. And uh, she heard a whining. She came outside and she saw Mr. Nick's dog's over body. Mr. Nick's dog's dog over, over buddy's body? Yes. Where were the two dogs? Does anybody have an affidavit from the neighbor? A statement from the neighbor who no, saw it? No, no. Okay, so the neighbor tells you that she sees his dog over your dog where? On, her, on his body, mauling him. No, where geographically, on what piece of land? I got pictures of the, everything. Where geographically, on what piece of land? On your husband's property? On um, his property? No, on, on my the husband's property? property size of the house, where the trash can goes, mostly. Were the dogs on your husband's property? Yes, ma'am. Yes, Your Honor. Okay, which dog of his was I it? don't remember, because I was... What kind of dogs do you have? I have uh, two pit bulls. Oh, well, it was a pit bull. Uh, on, on, on your husband's property, over your dog. Yes. And that, that neighbor then went to your husband's property, took the pit bull off, and did what? Um, while she was doing that, my other neighbor went to my husband, my ex-husband's house, knocked on the door to let him know what happened. He came out, picked up body, um, took it to the bed, but it, unfortunately he didn't make it. Okay, can you come over to the board for me and show me maybe you could draw for me the property? picture. Okay, but I don't know the pictures, unless you took them from a helicopter, are gonna help me. Does, does everybody have a fence? This is the house. No, don't explain like to my bailiff. Come on over here. Okay. This is the house, the side yard is right here. You're gonna see another picture right here. And this is his house. Okay, so how did your dog get from your husband's place to that place? No, he didn't. He didn't. So that dog came, came from over. his place over to your husband's yes, yard? Yes, Your Honor. Okay. Is your husband's property all fenced in? Yes. So the fence is a wooden fence, and the fence goes all the way around yes. the backyard. Yeah. Where is the window? Is that the window? That's that my neighbor's window. So how did the neighbor see 
What happened if there's an eight-foot fence blocking no, her from no. seeing? She heard the whining. And when she came out, she saw Buddy right there. Where did she see Buddy? See the mark right here? Okay. So No, I don't. But okay. So Buddy's right there. So Buddy's outside the fence. Outside the fence, yes. How did Buddy get outside the fence? Um, they, um, they're trained to be in the area. So sometimes they come outside. We open the door um, for them to come outside. And we stay with them. Who outside. had opened the door for Buddy to go outside? Uh, my ex-husband. So your ex-husband had left Buddy On the roaming. Back. Yeah. So Buddy was roaming and the pit bull was roaming. Yeah. Go ahead and go back. What did you hear and how did you hear it? Go ahead and go back. I'll be back with you in a second. The first thing I heard was uh, knocking my door from one of the neighbors. And she was telling me that my dog had just killed another dog. So first thing I did was try to find my dog and make How'd sure How did your dog get out, sir? I uh, either jumped over the fence or, or dug under it. Yeah, I didn't see any holes. So yeah, he, he jumped over it. Had, your had either of your dogs escaped in the past? No, they don't. What is this a picture of? Um, the first time that I saw the dogs, I took a picture. I think those are the dogs. And that's him, his house, and the two dogs. Are they on a leash in this picture? No. Why are your dogs uh, not on a leash in this picture? I was putting them in the back of the car right there. Yeah, but we know, this is after your dog killed a dog? That's after, yes. Really? That was really? the other day. You roam around with your pit bulls without having them on leash after your dog kills a dog? What if, what if somebody's walking their little Yorkie across the street, dude? Would you, it's just your world, that's all you gotta worry about is your world and your, your, your you know, uh, like, like you're living somewhere alone in, in 30 acres of land as opposed to that you have neighbors. The dog had already killed a dog? I mean, come on. I don't blame your dog, I blame you. The dogs are dogs, they're animals. But, you know, what's this? What did you hear? Um. <laughs> I heard that my dog killed another dog, so first thing I did was go over there to apologize. That's what I did. She was just uh, crying, so I tried to talk to her ex-husband. He was calm with the situation, uh, and then we came to an agreement. He said, all right, I want you to pay for the uh, cremation bill. Did you? Well, I agreed to it. Yeah, did you pay the I, cremation bill? I did not. Why haven't you paid it yet? Well, I didn't pay it because... Then uh, about a day or so later, I'm talking to her ex-husband and her again, and she says, okay, we don't want this $300. I want you to go on Craigslist and find me a new dog. So I said, well, what dog on Craigslist? She said, anyone will do. So at that point, I'm kind of confused. Any Yorkie would do? No, any dog, she said. Just any dog on Craigslist? Any dog Why would she be Craigslist? so reasonable? And then what? Uh, at that point, I'm like, all right, this is not... This Why not? Doesn't seem right that someone would say, buy me any dog. What difference what does if, it make? What if I you bought You got her? off easy. Like, what, but why, why, why not? Like, why, what, what about what happened makes you feel that you have no responsibility for any of it? Well, I do have responsibility, but... What, what do you think I, your responsibility is? To pay the, the cremation bill and... That, that sounds about, that's Why? it. Why? So your dog kills a dog and all you got to do is pay to bury it? That's it? Well, I don't know. Really? You sound pretty heartless. And I know you're just kind of like, you know, a first class jerk because after your dog eats a dog, you're just such a macho man that while you're rigging your boat and your Jeep and everything else, you got your two dogs unleashed.
Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. We are uh, in LA, uh, next to the TMZ celebrity tour bus. Um, with all these fine tourists, we decided we talked to people from all over the country about People's Court cases and maybe even TMZ. Uh, so in this case, this sad case, you have a Yorkie and a Pitbull both off leash and uh, one of the dogs kills the other dog. Is the Pitbull owner responsible because both dogs were off leash? No, not responsible at all. If the owner didn't keep the dogs on a leash, then it did what it did and it happened what it happened. Both dogs off leash, the pit bull wins, if you will. Is the pit bull owner responsible? I don't think so because they both are off leash, so they both were against the law, so. By the way, where are you from? North Carolina. Really? Where North Carolina? Yes, Raleigh, North Carolina. Ooh. Do you know I almost lived there once, I swear to God? Great, it's a great place. Wow, okay, nice meeting you. Going inside the courtroom. Let's, you and I talk. What is Buddy doing in the part of the yard that is not fenced in, unsupervised? And I understand that Buddy is a Yorkie, and Yorkies are not exactly vicious, you know, wolves. However, your dog is unleashed, also. Yes. Um, like I said, they're well-trained, they know. No, no, it's not a matter of well-trained. You have an obligation, like everybody else does, My. to keep your dog within your control. The, dogs are, the, the, the laws are not relaxed when they're little yappy cats that bark. It's still a dog that's unleashed, you understand that? In other words, if your dog had been on a leash and within your control, somebody might have seen the pit bull coming, scoop the dog up, the dog would be alive. If your dog had been inside the yard, um, the pit bull may not have gone in there. There is some responsibility on the part of, of your side as well for that dog being on the property unleashed, unsupervised. You understand that, right? Yes, Your Honor. You're suing for pain and suffering. I understand how attached we get to our pets, and I can clearly see how painful this was for you. But the, unfortunately, the law does not recognize pain and suffering for this kind of a case. We consider dogs, even though all of us think of them as family members, the law considers them property. And you can't get pain and suffering on a property case. What the law assesses when we're, when we're in this kind of a situation is the culpability of the adults, the humans who were involved, okay? And the culpability of the humans involved is kind of equal is kind of equal. Um, I consider it far worse to have your pit bull roaming loose than your Yorkie, but it's the same, but that's because of the dogs. And I have to remember that you cannot assess the blame on the dogs. You gotta assess the blame on the adults. So I have a Yorkie on its own property because you think it's safe because it's well, because uh, it's well trained, and I have a pit bull not on its own property because he doesn't care, just like he didn't care after that when he's roaming around with it. So, where do I assess? What percentage do I assess? Is that equal culpability on the part of the two dog owners? Maybe not. Maybe it's not 50 50 culpability, even though both of you violated the same law, which is to have your dog unleashed. Maybe it's just worse to be a pit bull owner and have your pit bull get loose all the time or be loose on multiple occasions. Maybe that is worse. I'm ordering you to pay her the cost of, two thirds of the cost of cremation as well as the cost of a puppy. You owe her 452, her and him, $452.66. Right,
And out he comes, the defendant right here. How do you think you looked in there? Uh, I looked kind of disrespectful. I kind of see that. Yeah. It looks like your heart's not really there. You know, uh, it's not going out to the, to the person who was victimized is what it looks like. How's that not? Tell us how that's not you. Or is it? Well, under pressure, I kind of came off a little heartless, and uh, I, I do feel bad about how I acted to the, to the plaintiff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Next thing you have to do is make sure this never happens again. How are you going to do that? Well, it's got to start by keeping my dogs on leashes. Okay. All right. Around the corner this way. You poor thing. Yes. How are you? How are you? Not good. Well, you're smiling. You're crying and you're smiling. Yes. What's going on? It's just sad. And I miss him a lot. So, mm -hmm. And it's sad that, I mean, like adults were responsible for what you got. But you know yours is more dangerous than mine. Keep it safe. Okay. Okay, Harvey. I gotta tell you, Kurt, this defendant is a problem. Uh, if you have dogs roaming in the neighborhood like this, call Animal Control and they will do something about it and ultimately remove the dog from the neighborhood. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the plaintiff, Jennifer McKnight. She says she purchased a teeth whitening coupon from a company the defendant represents. And the coupons weren't worthless because the work they promised at a discount didn't include other dentistry work they said was necessary to do, which it wasn't. The defendant represents a collection agency because she stopped payment for the worthless coupons. And now they're after her. She's here today suing for the removal of her name from the collection company. And since she has to assign a monetary value to the lawsuit to remove her name from the collection agency database, she's suing for one cent. This is the defendant, Brad Dayton. He says he was hired to collect a debt of 120 bucks from the plaintiff who purchased non-refundable teeth whitening coupons. The no refund, no return policy is clearly stated on the coupon. The plaintiff doesn't have a leg to stand on in this case, and he will not remove her name from his database until she pays off her debt. He's accused of causing a dental dilemma. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $123.35, the amount the plaintiff rightfully owes his client, plus his commission. All parties, please raise your right hands. 
Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff got a teeth whitening coupon from the company the defendant is representing science. The service was completely worthless. This is the smallest small claims court case we've ever had. One cent. But the defendant says it is as simple as a no refund policy. It's the case of your whitening service. Bites. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. All right, Jennifer McKnight. Yes, ma'am. You are suing BD Financial Recovery Service to remove you from their collections efforts as well as their client who is attempting to collect because according to you, the transaction was a fraud. Tell me what happened. On May 20th of this year, a gentleman came into my place of work selling these certificates. What kind of place of, what, what is your place of work? It's a lumber mill. Say it again, lumber mill. Lumber mill. Okay. I was in the office. Um, he came into the office dressed in scrubs, nice smile, nice pitch, um, sounded like a good deal. So I bought a certificate for myself. A certificate for what? The teeth whitening service. I also bought one for my boss. I thought it'd be a nice gift. And how much was the coupon? They were $60 each. And that was for services worth 400 you thought? That's what it says on the certificates. That it's May a, I see the certificate? Absolutely. Okay. So the package includes two office visits, the exam, basic x-rays, custom-designed bleaching molds, and prescription bleaching gel. Vouchers non-refundable, but fully transferable. All that is on your thing. All right, so what happens? So later that day, when my boss came back up to the office and saw them sitting on the counter, he's like, absolutely not. They've been through here before. I bought, he bought like $400 worth at one time for all of his employees, and including his daughter, who worked for him at the time. Um, and she had gone to use hers. I have a letter from her as well. Um, she went to use it. She'd been to the dentist previously, like two months prior to that, and they told her they wouldn't do the whitening service because she had a bunch of cavities on the same teeth that she had just had work done on. Um, so he told me it's a scam, cancel it. So the next day I called them. The woman that I spoke to, Louisa, was very nice. I'm like, I want to, I changed my mind. I don't want to do this. She said, no problem. It was a very simple conversation. Um, called my bank, put a stop pay on the check, went there and signed uh, the paperwork. Why did you have to put a stop payment on the check if she said, don't worry about it, we won't charge you? Just to cover okay. my back. And they, they did deposit the check, correct? Uh, or they tried that was to? the last I heard about it. Right, because they tried to deposit the check, but you'd put a stop payment on it, Correct. and this is non-refundable, but you're saying that Louisa told you it was refundable. She didn't or no say it was worry, refundable. We'll make an exception for you. No, she didn't say that. I just told her that I had changed my mind and I wanted to... I know, that's what refundable means, that you want a refund. Right, it right. means I want my money back, I changed my mind, I want my money back, and it's non-refundable. Correct. That, right. Well, I, talk, I took it to mean that at that point they didn't have my money yet, they hadn't cashed the check, so that's... To me, right. it wasn't a refund, it was a, I changed my mind. Right, I know. <laughs> For the rest of us mere mortals, no refund means no refund. Right. But here's the thing, so, you are suing for one penny. They wouldn't let me enter zero. <laughs> right, you can't enter zero. But, but what you really want is you want them to stop collect their collection efforts Correct. because you feel that you're right. So you want what's called a declaratory judgment okay. by the judge saying that you are right and you need to cut it out. So let's, um, let's delve into that a little bit. Um, you wanted to cancel because something bad happened to somebody else who went in there and they couldn't get their services. But did you go and they tell you you couldn't do it? If I you did not, no. Okay. You represent the um, the dental whitening folks. Yes, I do. All right, and your deal with them is what? I'm the collection agency that they assign the accounts to. Okay, who's in the agency? You are the agency. Yes, I am. Okay, so how does a person get into this kind of, of work? 
I've been doing it 30 years, and uh, rather than you know work for somebody else and get mistreated, I decided to be do the it mistreater. Myself. You'd be the one, the guy who mistreats himself. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Do you know that my, one of my first jobs was a bill collector for a bank at 18 because I had such a deep voice and because I was apparently aggressive? <laughs> so they had me doing this job. Yes. Um, they would never let me do it in person because I was 18. Um, let me ask you, do you know any of the facts? Yes, I do, Your Honor. And how do you know the facts? Well, this is how it all started. On May 20th, I received the account from my client, sent her a formal collection notice, her boss, uh, called me. What did he say? Uh, he was going into the account and I stated that what this is third party. What did he say? He Not stated, what you said, what he said. He stated uh, he was calling on her behalf that uh, the salesperson um, came into the location illegally to sell those and she didn't know what she was purchasing. Man, if I, if I owned a place and someone had gone in there and sold me stuff and my daughter couldn't use it, and you have the statement from the daughter, I would make sure that there was a no trespass um, issued against them so that they don't come back to my place. I'd be no. so mad. So there's a no refund policy. She never even went to get it done. She had a luck. I'm going way in here as far as my arm can reach. I think uh, she signed a contract even though she had the coupon. She should uh, just pay the amount that she owes even though she didn't got the, the service. By the way, where are you from? I, I'm, the accent's interesting. I'm from Tijuana, Mexico. Interesting. Okay. Uh, she out of luck or not? She is out of luck. She should have used the coupon instead of just letting it go to waste. So. You do realize I'm not like 6'8 and my arm doesn't reach all the way <laughs> Thanks for leaning. <laughs> Going inside the courtroom. Here's the thing though, Ms. McKnight, the problem that I'm having is that you didn't have a problem with them and it's non-refundable. You bought something for 60 bucks that's supposedly worth 400. It's non-refundable and uh, your initials are next to I have read this voucher and accept the rules. And then you, without even giving them a chance, and by the way, there's different dentists who work within this program, right? Yeah, sure. So you could go to a different dentist than the one she went to, and if you went to the dentist and the same thing happened to you, this might be a different case, but you didn't even go to the dentist to see if you could get what you bought. I did go to the dentist office with my boss when he went there to tell to try and find the um, whitening company's information. They don't list their address anywhere. So I did physically go to the dentist's office and what for? spoke to, to have them. your teeth whitened? He was trying to get an right, to get service so you could sue them, but not no, to have your teeth whitened. But they whitened. did tell me that if you have crowns or anything like that, they will not do it, and I do have a crown. That is patently incorrect. You can whiten teeth if you have a crown. It's just that the crown won't change color. So I don't know what to say to you. I mean, um, let me tell you what matters, though, for this lawsuit. What matters is you being able to show to me that you bought something that you can't use, not that someone else couldn't use. Um, and therefore, I cannot rule in your favor. You have a counterclaim against her for the amount that was owed which is the check was for 120 plus a three dollar and thirty five cent collection fee, and I'm ruling in your favor in the amount of the one twenty three thirty five. You are able to use these. Um, these are going right back to you. You are able to use these. You are able to give them to somebody else. Um, and should something come up later that 
you know, changes these facts, you are welcome to file a lawsuit based on what occurred there, but not based on anything you've told me so far. That doesn't entitle you to a refund. Okay? That's my judgment. Good luck, folks. Thank you. Well, the plaintiff keeps the coupons but loses the case in here. Step on in here. What's, what's your feeling on the judgment against you? Uh, it just is what it is. I didn't. No declaratory judgment, which is what you wanted. You didn't I, get it. I didn't feel like it was a refund, as I explained, but that's, um, that's why she's the judge. And All right. You still have the coupons. What are you going to do with those? I, I'm going to give it a try, see what happens. All right, that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then the judge said if you run into any problems, you still have the legal avenue open to you. Yeah. Right? Okay. Happens. All right, around the corner this way. All right, so step on in here and, hey, the collector gets, uh, the collector gets paid here. Yes, give yeah. one for the collector. Yeah, you did, you, <laughs> you did your job. Do you have to go to yes, court sir. to collect uh, very often? Uh, not too often, sir. Who likes the bill collectors? Uh, not too many people. You know, uh, the clients are—they're in love with us, but uh, the consumer, not so much. You don't mind that? Uh, no, <laughs> Harvey. Okay, Kurt. Here's the deal: um, if there is proof of fraud, uh, then you can undo a no refund policy. Otherwise, if you can't prove fraud, you are out of luck. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the plaintiff, Kyle Furlong. He says he and two other people agreed to rent an apartment together, but unfortunately the deal fell through and they missed out. The defendant received a refund check from the landlord and the sneak skipped out without reimbursing him. And he's owed $1,850, the amount he's suing for. This is the defendant, Nadia. She says the plaintiff changed his mind at the last minute, then backed out of the deal. She was unable to afford the apartment on her own, so the landlord sent them a refund check. She doesn't remember the amount, but the plaintiff disappeared, never contacted her, and she doesn't feel she owes anything because she was left in the lurch by the plaintiff and was forced to live in her car. She's accused of skipping out. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he agreed to rent an apartment with the defendant, but the deal fell through. The defendant pocketed the check. The defendant says because of him, she had to live in her car. It's the case of you take the fun and a refund. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Mr. Furlong, you are suing. You want to be referred to only by your middle name, Nadia, um, for $1,850 that you paid her as a deposit for an apartment that you folks didn't end up taking. Yes. What happened? So we had put down the deposit for the apartment. How did you two meet? We met at a Whole Foods work event. We were both selling product at this event and realized that we were both on an apartment hunt. I had just moved to New York in June. We met around mid-July, and I would just been offered a full-time job with the company I was interning with, so I was looking for a place to live, and she was in a similar situation. So we started apartment hunting, and she had met someone through a mutual friend that we were looking with as well. 
is really just us two going to places. I'd never met the other guy and she hadn't either. We had just corresponded with him a little bit. We found a place that we thought was perfect. We went, Nadia and I went and got $500 out of the bank each. So that was a thousand that we put down to initially reserve it. Unfortunately, there was a group of guys that also looked at the apartment right after us and they got their deposit in minutes before us. So we weren't able to secure the apartment and they returned our check to us. And I'd been in contact with Matt, our broker and he said that the check was ready. It was in Nadia's name because they wanted us to put down the deposit in one name rather than all of us saying the money. So we transferred Nadia the funds. What, how much funds did you transfer then? 500? So it was the first 500. And then after that, I sent her 1350 through PayPal because it was first so and last So a total of 1850 Total of 1850 And then so you sent that to her. And then as luck would have it, the other folks got it before you? Yes. I have the text messages to prove it. So we went, I went to the property manager's office because he said the check was ready. They said that Nadia had already picked up the check. So I called her, didn't get an answer. I thought, oh, she's probably busy working. And then so I texted her. I said, hey, the property manager said they gave you the check. Is everything all right? Um, I, and the evidence that I sent in that you have a copy of, there's a text of me saying, hey, I guess not everything's all right. She, what did she do? Just she ignore just, you? She just disappeared. Run off with your money and disappear? Yeah, she, What's going on? I never received a text, Your Honor. Um, should I start from the beginning? Or Yeah. Um, you guys found an apartment together, and what happened? Um, so we, Kyle had found the apartment, and then I went to look at it. We agreed that we wanted to get it. We found a third party for the apartment because we couldn't afford it on our own. Um, I was not aware that another group of people had gotten the apartment. I knew that there was a rush to begin with, and that was why we collected all the funds. As what quick. was the rush for? Because you were competing with another group, right? Right. right. Um, I had known that there was that rush because we were competing. The realtor had let us know about that, but that was why we collected the funds as quickly as we could, and we sent over as much as we could as fast as possible. Um, I had assumed that that meant that we secured the apartment, and I did not receive the text from the realtor saying that somebody else had picked it up. I actually received a text from Kyle saying, that he had found another apartment with somebody else and that he decided to go elsewhere with this person, thus leaving me homeless because I was not able to afford this apartment on my own and we had not met the third party person who was from out of state. Where were you living at the time? Um, I had actually just gotten out of a pretty extremely abusive relationship and was staying with a friend at the time on her couch. And I had done that for about a month and a half. And I wasn't able to stay there any longer. So that was why there was a rush for me to get an August 1st apartment. So where did you end up living on August 1st? My car, um, a few cheap motels, and just various couches that I could find. I actually just secured an apartment two weeks ago and moved into it. Okay. Are you living with somebody else? No, now I'm living on my own. Okay. Where were you? So you just were going from hotel to hotel since August? My car, usually. And your car? But yes, there were some nights that I spent in motels, and then other nights were spent on different people's couches. It was pretty much a hunt every night. Do you work? I do. What do you do for a living? I'm a food manager. Why are you keeping his money? Um, I, was not, I was not aware that he had contacted me, and I did not hear from him, so I thought that he was leaving think it. The guy's suing you for the money. You think that was his first choice, was to sue you rather than call you? But aside from that, why are you keeping his money? So is it better to live on your own or with a roommate? What do you think? I believe it's better to live on your own. You don't have to worry about, you can have your privacy and everything. But you get lonely, right? 
Yes, but you can invite people over and kick them out when you're ready for them to leave. <laughs> sounds pretty loose to me, <laughs> going inside the courtroom. Why would you keep somebody's money that you got that you know you got back? Because um, he broke... Go ahead. I'm sorry. He, um, I was under the assumption that we were under a verbal agreement, and he disappeared as far as I was aware. My phone number never changed, and I did not receive a text or a call you, from can him. I, can I see your phone? Absolutely. Can I see your phone? Sure. Just Pull up when you have text you messages go. that you have with him. I don't have any text messages. Well, I don't know why, because I know that you had text messages with him when things were dreamy, right? They exist. Yes, Your Honor. Did you erase them all? No, I did not, but I did receive a new phone. I have the same number. Well, then they should be there. I don't have any texts from him. But they should be there. Mm. When did you get a new phone? Um, when you were living in the car? Yes. You got a new phone when you were living in the car? Yes, I got a phone through insurance. Yes, I did. When you guys are apartment hunting in July, you are asked at the very end of July whether there's any word from Matt. Who is Matt, the realtor? Matt was, yes, the broker through okay. the property manager. And you ask, uh, I still got to see Amy Winehouse. What was that? A movie, a documentary. Okay. Any word from Matt? <laughs> no, ma'am, you answer. I'd assume we probably won't know anything until Monday. Your answer is true. Just stressed because my eviction note says I have to pay $4,800 if I'm not out by Saturday. So you still had an apartment on July 28th, correct? I was living with somebody else at the time. Like well, I you said. have an eviction. How do you have an eviction note if you're couch surfing? You have an eviction that says you have to pay 4800 if you're not out by Saturday. It actually ended up not being an eviction notice, and that was handled. That's a separate issue. I don't though. know what you're talking about. I'm asking you a very direct question. If you have an eviction notice that says you have to be, and you're saying I have to be out if I don't pay $48, it sounds like you're renting. Your Doesn't Honor, it sound like you're renting to somebody with connected brain cells? I was not on a lease, Your Honor, nor did I get into the depths of the situation with Something will with come Kyle. together, even if it's last minute. He says, things will work out for the best. And then he answers, hey, so an opportunity just sort of fell on my lap that's too good to be true and impossible to pass up. A girl at work found a place in Chelsea for incredibly cheap and asked if I'd want to go live with her. So I think I'm going to take her up on that offer. I know this is really... Um, it's a bad word. Time-wise, and I feel super bad, but there are still affordable two-bedrooms on the property manager's website. And if you want to drop the third guy, I guess, altogether, I know of a nice place in Bushwick for 850 that I could set you up with. Your answer isn't, you jerk, you're leaving me hanging, I'm going to be homeless, I'm going to be living in my car. Your answer is, sure, I'll look at the place in Bushwick. Is it a one-bedroom studio or room share? Good luck with everything. Room share. So when did this happen in response to, like, in, in terms of the timing, according to you, you received notice from the realtor that it's not going to happen. Uh, you'd ha you might have to scroll back a little bit. There's a screenshot of a text from Matt that says, okay, here's the situation, and he breaks it down for us so that since we had already submitted all our paperwork, we could hopefully... Did he screenshot you before this, the Matt email saying you didn't get this apartment? Your Honor, I honestly do not remember. Well, that's very convenient. Because I gotta tell you, you're a really bad human being. You are. He's a nice guy. You guys were gonna try to live together. He found something else. It was no skin off your nose at the time. And then all of a sudden, you get a check that's his money and you are a thief. Why? What is your defense? He didn't call me? He didn't call me? What difference? Why don't you call him? You have $1,850 of his. Why don't you call him to get him his money back? Because you're spending it? 
No, Your Honor. Well, what did you do with his money? Where's his money now? I saved it, Your Honor. Oh, good. Do you have it in your pocket to give to him? No, Your Honor. Oh, well, then where is it? Where is it? I moved How is this? Well, you know, like one thing is to fall on hard times, okay? And another thing is to make it someone else's problem that you fell on hard times. Falling on hard times happens to the best of human beings. Making your hard time another guy who's having a hard time, his problem, is a really bad mark of a human being. It's just really wrong for you to have kept that money. You have zero defense in this case, zero. The fact that you guys can't find an apartment and it's already July 28th, the guy solved his own problem. You guys couldn't find an apartment. You know that Matt had already told you that this apartment, where this money belongs, had already fallen away. That means that the minute you got that check, it, it, it should have gone back to him. Welcome to New York. It's actually, that's, not, that's untrue, because that's not a New York thing. Mm -hmm. This is an America thing. Everybody's in it for themselves, and it makes me sick, and I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. You have a lot of thinking about the kind of person you want to be. Okay? Just because you need the money doesn't mean you should keep the money. That's the hallmark of who you're going to be. Pay this man back $1,850. I hope you, things are going Honor. better for you. Are you living in Chelsea? I am. Yeah, then they are. All right. <laughs> well, the defendant's out here in the hallway now. And first of all, what's, uh, what's, what's your thought on this? I feel very badly for what I've done, and I agree with what Judge Million said, and I'm sorry to Kyle. Well, that's, that's pretty disarming. Uh, do you realize that, um, you realize it was stealing, right? I do. Right? And you realize he could have gone after you even criminally if, if he wanted to? I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anything else to add here before you head around the corner? No, that was it. Thank All right. you. All right, thank you. I don't know. That's, she just comes out and says, I'm sorry, I did this, and I'm all wrong and everything, but um, what do you see in her? Just as Judge Millian said, she's a bad person. Um, that's for her to fix. That's not my problem. Mm -hmm. I have my money back. It was a nuisance to get back, but I'm happy to have the opportunity to fix what was wronged and hope she figures herself out. Okay. Harvey. Okay, when you're in a dispute on text messages, by the way, texting back and stating your position is golden.